0: What's happening, y'all? This is Todd Wilson with another episode of Elevate Your Game. Today, we have husband, father, yes, CEO, uh, entrepreneur, former Division One, former pro, um, all-around great dude, um, and great mind in this uh San Fernando Valley and beyond, really, man. Sure. He it stretches across the world for Appreciate Mr. It, Frank Robinson. Appreciate it, bro. Welcome yes, to sir. the
1: show, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, man. We love to start this show off with the wall of hoop
1: movies. Your favorite hoop movie of all time and why? Man, uh Above the Rim. Nah, I like it. Is uh my favorite hoop movie of all time. And uh you're able to see every element that comes with um, trying to make it out of the inner city. Yeah. Um, single mom in most situations, uh, a super driven kid, um, man coming in and out of his life, right? You got the street element and all that stuff, man. I think that's, you know, it kind of gives a, a picture of we're about 60 to 70 percent of players come from yeah yeah, yeah absolutely. man
0: one of my favorite just his work ethic man yeah, waking yeah, up early getting yeah, after it yeah um and seeing all that for me it was it was like oh man this this game
1: is real for sure
0: and for sure. um so you playing uh uh you playing flip for the for the bones. what you doing <laughs> nah I wouldn't have
1: played flip I, I honestly wouldn't have played flip I would have probably would have walked away from that fade for <laughs> sure I would have I would have been playing that for sure. <laughs> yeah, <man>. yeah. <laughs> not so
0: man yep so uh man when did you fall in love with basketball
1: man I want to say uh my junior year of college to be wow. honest with you yeah I think uh you know we we it was the end of my junior year I had came off of the season where um, the strength coach that they hired put weight on everybody, right? And I went from 205 to 225, and I'm a super athletic wing at the time, and, you know, I just I didn't understand why he, why he did that, right? Now I'm battling injury, injuries after coming off of a six-man of the year, averaging 11.5 points in 18 minutes a game type season, and now I'm averaging 12 points a game in 25 minutes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was – a lot to do with my body changing and not really understanding it um but that summer I mean that spring um Mm -hmm. I met Dan Bardo um who who's the head of IMG basketball I believe still Mm -hmm. but at the time he was um running the pre-draft workouts out of uh the Home Depot Center in Carson and uh this is I believe Florida won the National Championship so you had Al Horford Corey Brewer Joe Kemp like they're all in there doing pre-draft workouts and it was the first time that I seen anything like that. Right. And all this time I'm thinking like, oh, I'm doing everything that I need to do to get to the league. Right. And I watched that workout and I was like, oh, man, I'm not doing enough. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and Dan like saw me um, and he took an interest in me and, and kind of just told me, he's like, man, you build like a linebacker. You know, like you're not you're not going to be a pro at this size and it was the first time you know somebody gave me that type of truth right but he didn't just give me the truth he gave me the blueprint and we followed it and by the time my senior season started i was back down to 205 uh right way stronger probably though i was super like man it was that year um and i don't talk about this a lot because i was disappointed that i get i didn't get big west player of the year um but i was top five in every stat I was second in scoring, third in scoring, second in rebounds, first in steals, second in blocks, fourth in assists, um, and got defensive player of the year. And we won the championship, right? And so I'm like in my mind, like if I'm the second scorer and best defender, I didn't get player. To right. <laughs> and so, so somebody from another team won that award. My teammate won it, Scott Cudley. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah all right. Scott I would say at least so, yeah. since y'all won the league, For like, sure, okay. for sure. All no, right. Scott. And Scott was our anchor, right? Like uh-huh. he was for two years, man, I think he led the league in rebounds. Um we also had the 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 Joshua Coin who led the league in scoring, right? Yeah. So um it was pretty cool. It was man, pretty cool. But that's bad. when I fell in love with it because I saw what it takes right I, I was able to go from one one place in my life and career to changing my mindset and seeing the result wow. of what that brings right and it brought me a, a championship and some accolades yeah so it's cool
0: man that's dope because most people who sit in this chair especially somebody who's had a long career in basketball they say two years old five yeah. years old but you actually finding that love because of kind of the adversity for that sure. it took you through is where it came in.
1: Well, yeah, in, in, that, in that sense, right, my, my career is unique. I didn't start playing seriously um, ninth grade, right? Like eighth grade, I played in Park and Rec, like the summer going into ninth grade. Um, I was cut in the beginning of the year as a freshman because um, I was going back and forth from football. The coach didn't know who I was. Ah. He allowed me to try out again, and then I ended up on varsity for playoffs. Right, wow. so, you know, it was it was something where I've always been athletic, and I I just I, like I want to fight all the time, right? Like fight for whatever is in front of me and try to win, mm-hmm. and that that got me by for a long time, but Man. not really loving the game, you know.
0: Man, that's that's <laughs> dope, and I'm jealous. <laughs> like I had to fight for every little piece, yeah. you know. I was a smaller frame kid. Yeah. And, just growing up with that, so football was your first sport. Football
1: was my first sport. Okay,
0: and yeah. then so and then you like, you said you played parking wreck. I remember you. Did you play for the Bengals too? For chemo but and then? That was so, that, that was high
1: school. Wow. Yeah, we were in high school. That's yeah, ninth and tenth grade. I played for the Bengals. Okay,
0: yeah. and so um tell me about young Frank. What was young Frank's upbringing like? Um, and um, you know, and how did it get you to be the man that you are today?
1: Well. Uh, my, my grandparents raised me, um, and you know, in, in a home in Compton where, you know, she adopted a lot of kids. So I was always around a community, um, of people, right. And, and being able to, uh, grow through that, I think those different personalities and adjusting and, and not really ever having your own space, um, I think allowed me to be able to maneuver as an adult, um, you know, early on, there was no sports really because, Uh, When I was with my mom, um, I was playing dad, really. Mm. You know what I mean? For my brothers and my my younger brother and younger sister. Um, So, you know, I don't really remember my childhood like like a normal person would, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, But the benefits of having those experiences, um, I think, has allowed me to grow in ways that I wouldn't have otherwise. Um, You know, even from... Being able to recognize the adjustments of what Dan was talking about, um, you know, going and moving out to the valley and, and not being eligible because of a transfer rule, right, and having to pay J.B. Um, as a junior, which was bad for them, you know, <laughs> right. because I'm, like, I made it a point to average 45 points a game, right? <laughs> right. So, but I, I, I was able to even use that as a learning experience, right? Like, mm-hmm. instead of soaking about it, um, it is what it is let's maximize the opportunity right and I think that's what going through everything that I went through as a as a young a younger a younger Frank um allowed me to do as I got older man that's awesome I,
0: I grew up in a similar situation where my mom always had people over mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. still to this day she literally owns group homes yeah. to this day yeah. um it's who she is I know that really molded like you said the social side of yeah. things like I could connect and relate Correct. to anybody Correct. but also built a chip on my shoulder vying for attention Right, and so where I got that attention where I learned that was the basketball court mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. it was like finally oh I got something that nobody else can do as good as me mm-hmm. and and built that um what kind of uh motivations or chips were built on your shoulder that pushed you from you know your grandparents raising you yeah. and you know having to be a, a father figure to your brother and sister even yeah. uh growing up
1: I think the The main thing was fear, right? right? Um, and I don't think we talk about this enough, but, you know, I think uh, we try to act as if we shouldn't have fear, right? But fear can be your biggest motivation. I didn't wanna go back to the situation I, I grew up in, right? So, um, you know, whenever I had an opportunity, man, like, the only thing that I could think of is like, how do I get to a space mentally and emotionally to where I'm motivated to like attack this opportunity, right? Whether it's a game or a practice, a workout, uh, meeting somebody, um, you know, being, being afraid to like fall all the way back to the dirt was kind of, you know, m- motivation enough, yeah. right? And um, the chip really came from you know growing up man like it's different now where you know the talent is coming out of the valley right growing up you we had to fight for respect from out, out here <laughs> yeah. right and then i think you know you had guys like me lewis darby gilbert arenas um nick jordan farmar like, what year did you graduate oh two oh two okay yeah, yeah. so you got you, nobody really knew we were out here bryce taylor right, right. like Nobody really knew we were out here until we started going over the hill. And then that's when we started making noise. Yeah. So um, even through college, they used to be like, oh, you're oh you from the Valley. You're from the Valley. And in my mind, I'm like, well, take me. I'm from Compton. So that's still in there. <laughs> so right? when did you move from Compton to the Valley? When I was 14. Uh, I moved to the Valley when I was 16. You were 16, but yeah. you were going to school out here. No, I moved. I went to Chatsworth my junior year. Your junior year, yeah. and then what school were you at before? I was at Little Rock High School, so I went moved from Compton, and then I moved to Palmdale for two years. Gotcha. and I did Little Rock, and okay. then I moved to the Valley. I then mean, you yeah, to the Valley. The Valley. and yeah. then
0: you went to Chatsworth, yeah. And then senior year, graduated at Sylmar, graduated at Sylmar, yeah. yeah, gotcha. Okay, and so at Little Rock, that's where you played football. You got you yeah. weren't on the basketball team, then yeah. you got yeah. put, put on. on the basketball, yeah, and
1: then playoffs. Playoffs, I didn't play, but they moved me up. Uh-huh. I averaged 30 as a freshman, and they were like, like the varsity coach was like how is he not you know what I mean so as a sophomore I think I got uh like honorable mention all CIF um okay. averaging 15 and 10 as a sophomore what
0: position were you playing in?
1: small forward okay. bro it was literally give him the ball on the right wing he's going to go hard right and try to dunk like there was that's no what you did? that's what I did there yeah. was no <laughs> there was no skill involved at all it was just all power um, and that's that's why I say, you know, when I moved out here and, and, you know, I had I was forced to play JV, like, I didn't even know I was ranked, right? Like, I remember playing a game in the summer and uh, we played this team, the, the top prospects, the mm. old Nike team, yeah. and the point guard, I won't say his name, but, like, he was like, this is Frank Robinson? What? You got to
0: say his name. It's all good. <laughs> nah, we know who it nah, is. go going to look at the... Somebody find top <laughs> prospects point
1: guard in 0, 0, 2000 for O two thousand four. Yeah, like he, but he said it, and yeah. he was like, "How is he ranked? Like what?" And I'm like, "Rompal Pond, they don't even not even talk about basketball." You know what I mean? Right. So, I, I that that kind of woke me up, man. And then when I finally checked into Chatsworth, and they said I was ineligible, I just decided to use that year to work on all my guard skills. So wow. I basically had live, you know, like you know, cone drills, basically <laughs> like I, big, I hear you. Who else was it? Uh,
0: Deandre Daniels played JV. Yeah, yeah. Was, it was, not Spencer. Was it Spencer then? No, I don't no, think no.
1: Spencer did. Uh, um, who
0: else was that other person that played J.V. at Taft? That shouldn't I, have been, oh, I
1: think it was Bryce Jones Drew. It was Bryce. Yeah, yeah. Like what are y'all doing yeah. playing
0: J.V. But those, it, and when I pros. knew, this
1: is when I knew that, um, I was, I was one of those guys, right? Henry Bibby was the coach at USC, and we played at like you know JV games are like three. Henry Bibby comes to my game, and he leaves at four thirty, and I started to think. Well, he's, I thought he was here for the varsity game. And It was like yeah, I'm pretty for you, right? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, okay like, I don't
0: think I've ever heard of a college coach. Yeah, from a JV you know game, what I mean. But.
1: but but I was a junior. Right, right? right, and you you talking about a six three, hundred and ninety five athlete playing JV, and now I'm starting to figure out how to change directions, how to shoot. Like I'm just getting live reps every game, you know. That's so tough. it was it was it was pretty cool. Was Who got
0: you cool. interested in basketball? So you started, you know, you start playing seriously yeah. in that time. Who got you into it?
1: So one of uh, my grandmother's sons that he, that she adopted. His name is Jamal Flanagan. He played at a. It was a Christian school in Palmdale, and like I used to just per- watch. Paraclete. No, it was uh, another one. Oh, okay. um, coach Nurse was the coach, but I remember watching him, man, and I'm just like, dog, like he's so good at this, right? And we used to have the, we had the court in our in our front yard at the house, and my neighbor, best friend Leandro, he we all used to just play twenty one and they used to thug me out you know what I mean and I'm like man I'm not about to just keep losing right so man that summer man I just like I gotta get better so we had this park Dominique Mazzari we used to run from 40th and s to 55th and s8 three days a week Mm -hmm. run in the desert and go hoop until the lights came on and then run back right and you don't know it at the time, but, man, that builds something different in you. Yep. You know what I mean? And that just became habit. So I would, I would credit uh, Jamal and Leandro. That's
0: dope. And then uh, actually working on your skills, did you get it just through playing? Or did you have, you know, skill developer, yeah. somebody who was working with you on your game specifically?
1: <sighs> All right, so there's levels, right? Yep. I think one of the best um, skill developers, like from a scoring standpoint, is Ken Croft right and you know Ken works with Dusty Stromer right now but uh when when he worked with Sky for a little bit also but when I was when I was uh a junior fluke fluker introduced me to him and like the stuff he was showing me was mind-blowing you know what I mean and I'm like yo like like different footwork and how to come off screens how because I'm left-handed if you come off this way you want to jump off two feet instead of uh right left and and My willingness or, or like desire of not wanting to go back to Palmdale, Mm -hmm. right? Or to wherever situation that if I didn't have basketball, I would be in. Man, I sat there and listened, right? Mm -hmm. And we would spend hours. Um, you know, one of the days, and this is before I got with Rico Hines, but one of the things that happened, um, Gilbert right is the big homie right like at this time he's 2000 2001 and i'm 2002 so like they're looking at me as the next gilbert mm-hmm. right and mcgill came home from arizona one i mean no he came home this is now i'm uh, going into my sophomore year in college and he had just finished his first year in the league and i'm like We were at Balboa Park. That's where where the runs was, right? So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm about to get at Gil, right? And that first day, I was frying Gil, right? Mm. Frying Gil. And, you know, as a young guy, like, that's who we looked up to. His dad was my AU coach with the pumps. Like, so I I know him, there's a relationship there. Um, And, man, you couldn't tell me nothing that day, Right. I forgot that we come back the next day. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like runs are every day. Yeah, so back that back then it was Monday through Thursday, yep. right? So, you know, and, and Mike, this is young Frank, young Nick, young Jordan Farmer, young Bryce. Te- like it's the runs is heavy, and then you got Byron, uh, uh, Byron Russell, and all of the OGs too, right? So, man, <laughs> we come back the next day, and I, my swag different. I walked in all cool you know what I mean uh Gil not talking to nobody oh snap (laughs) first game he came over and guarded me right and I'm like I don't know why he did that I'm about to do the same thing I did yesterday right bro when I say that this man embarrassed me in front of everybody like he would meet I would do my hezzy get into my pull-up he would meet the ball behind my head like timed everything right and I'm talking about I've never with I've never experienced that right like I'm not able to get to the basket anymore like he he not talking at all though it's just laser focused on taking everything (laughs) that I did the day before (laughs) right so it's the last game and this is when I learned that at a high level they talk a lot of trash, right? Mm. And he's posting me up at Half Court, man. He's like, yo So yesterday you got me. All right? Bro I kid you not. Yesterday you got me. You know, I'ma call you later and tell you what you did wrong today. But first I'm gonna make this shot. I'm gonna go get my stuff and I'm gonna go home. But he must have bumped me hezzy from half like right inside half court, hezzy turned around and it felt like the ball was in the air forever i'm just like man he can't make this shot i, I see mike law on the back like this like i see you, it's everybody in the gym bro and all of a sudden catch they all go crazy we on the main court about boy so i turn back around and say good game he wasn't there right this man grabbed his stuff bro he grabbed his stuff already while the ball he shot it and went i don't know how bro i look to the door and he's at the door like <laughs> Bro, so 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 now I'm in a situation. I'm like, yo, I I I really I didn't I didn't factor all this stuff, <laughs> right? That, that goes into being Agent Zero, right? And he, yeah. he wasn't Agent Zero yet. Right, so right. when he called me, it's the best advice he, I could have got. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that I changed my approach based on my level of success from the day before Mm. and instead of playing my game i started playing his game right and he said that if i want to continue playing at a high level i'm going to have to change my form because the way i shoot now it was like a slingshot right like as a lefty i'm coming all the way up here and then releasing Mm -hmm. he's like you got to fix your form right so circle back to ken croft I called Ken, like, Ken, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to, like, be serious about it. And, man, to Ken's credit, man, we spent four hours at CSUN that day. Fixing your shot. And every day after for the rest of the summer, fixing my form. I shot 45% from the three as a sophomore. Dang. 45%. Commitment and somebody, yeah. a, a guide. A guide, right, And right. and adversity you know what i mean yeah. so like like being able like man i'm i'm as competitive as they come you know and being able to experience that and this is the year that he committed to making 10,000 jump shots right so yeah. like you weren't going to beat him in the the mindset that he was in the mind, the, the state of mind he was in it. and, and it is just you know being able to uh to have a mentor like that at a young age, and then have a, a guy that can teach, right? Because you can understand basketball, but you have to be able to teach it, yes. In order for the student to be able to receive what you're what you're showing them, um, it kind of changed the, the course of my career from a from being a, a wing and turning into a guard, a, sh- a real shooting guard, right? Yeah. So you add that athleticism with the ability right. to knock the, the three ball down, it would just it added some stuff to me.
0: It's so dope to see. I think this is a lost art of pickup ball. Yeah, is that you know your situation is a very high level situation, Mm -hmm. but that's how we learned was playing pickup ball from the OGs, teaching us the game and showing us. Hey, he like he 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 busted your. I don't cuss on here. He busted your butt that day on the court, but then he called you and told
1: you. He told me. Yeah, fixed it you know what i'm right, saying gave right, you the, right. the tools that you right. needed to correct it and
0: that's right. that's a lost art because the kids don't play pickup like that
1: and, and it's and it's wild man right like i think people see all of the funny stuff gil does right but gil doesn't get enough credit for being like an architect for our generation of hoop this generation of oh, hoop sure. you know what i mean because you can argue that without him you know i don't get the recognition Nick doesn't get it, Jordan doesn't get it, Uh, uh, Drew and his family, they don't get it, right? Like, he set the bar so high, Tyler Honeycutt, rest in peace, like, all of these, uh, we all came after Gil, you know what I mean? Like, the guys that came before Gil, like, you know, that was a wow, there was a big gap Mm -hmm. from somebody like Gil coming out, Spencer Dinwiddie, like, all of these people came out of the valley um, that we don't talk about, man, but Gil was really the anchor of that
0: man that's dope man shout so, out to Gil yeah um I remember the first time I played him 360 mm-hmm. uh league he was I mean, retired at the point but mm-hmm. uh it was that experience I, I ripped him at half court mm-hmm. and uh you know he think I'm something just little lights skinned dude, it I'm yeah. sure at that point but I got locked so ripped him and dunked it man the rest of the game was hell crazy he gave me 43 mm-hmm. put the ball through my legs all types of stuff yeah he didn't say nothing to me yeah yeah he, my, he respected me because I was still trying to lock him up but yeah man oh man i that that Gill story is it's, a real it, it's, it's a
1: real thing bro and yeah. and and the way he operates right like to this day if whenever we play like he's going to approach it no knees or not like knees yes. are, you know what I mean it's like nah bro you're there's not a look it.
0: in his eyes mm-hmm. there's literally a look in his eyes and I've seen it when you see you yeah. know the high, high level players just when they lock in yeah. I've seen you went back in the day at 360 yeah. when you were working out with impact like yeah. I've seen you literally dunk almost every single time
1: down the court yeah. like oh y'all really not gonna stop yeah. me. I mean, no nah, I, I remember at impact John wall asked Gio like hey bro why Frank ain't in the league yeah. right <laughs> and, and Gio was like man there's more to it than just hoop right. right and it's the politics that come with it you know what I mean and and just being in the right situation at the right time um, but yeah that, that being able to get to a certain place man I think these days a lot of kids they don't they don't know like the mentality you have to have right like everything is about being friends right now yeah. and the kids like you see a j crow right j crow on the court he's not friends with anybody right elijah is not friends with anybody yeah. right and they're dominating their 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 space yes. right um a lot of there's a lot of kids that are i'm not gonna say a lot of kids that are just as talented but there's kids that are as talented as them but they don't have the same mentality not a killers so right and and yeah. that mentality even if you're not as talented as them will separate you because a college coach's job is on the line, an NBA coach's job is on the line, and they're going to want to take the kid that is locked in and and can reach that, right? If you have that mentality and the game, you're talking about all-time great, right? And I think, you know, Gil, without the injury, becomes an all-time great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Going back to a little bit of high school, so you said you were ranked as a junior, Mm -hmm. so that means you play AAU. Like, how did you Mm -hmm. get on the radar? What was that? experience like playing in, you know, Palmdale, yeah. Lancaster and, and yeah, getting um, out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah getting yeah. out of there. So how did that transition happen? You getting to the valley and then what was the AAU scene like for you and and you know?
1: Man, I'ma just go ahead and say it, man. Like I moved out here um with chemo, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, we ended up at Chatsworth and I was top one hundred at the time. Right. And I didn't know. I didn't know what that meant. So Cal, hoops was the big thing at yeah. the time with, with Jerry Gill. Shout out Jerry Gill and my my point guard, David Gill. Right. But um, you know, when I moved out here, it, it was eye opening because there was so many other players that were either just as good as me or better. Right. Yeah. And now I'm closer to LA, so we're over the hill a lot. Um but I realized that every game I had the best matchup. And again, it's not registering to me because I, I'm not from this culture, right? So yeah. um, junior year was the first time um, that I was on the circuit. I played for the pumps. Um, okay. And the pumps really introduced me to a lot, man. They, they helped my career a lot just by uh, showing me what it was going to take, introducing me to different pros um, and having those conversations. But the platform that they gave was, was amazing, yeah. right? Um,
0: Who was on your team?
1: then man we had bryce taylor jordan farmar um i want to say nick played with us for a little bit omar wilkes uh we we tried to build a team from the valley basically Mm -hmm. um then there was another team man i don't even remember some of those the other guys to be honest with you but it was another it was the the team that david had dana had his team and david had a team right um but where i got recognized was at the pump camp right mm-hmm. i remember mowing cutting grass made my little $500 pay for the camp
0: wait wait you had to work to pay for the camp that you absolutely. went to absolutely let's talk about that yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it, y'all hear that yeah, yeah it's like nah, you had to work
1: for the opportunity for sure my my high that. school coach uh, Ben Dale at Little Rock um he lived on the air force base in Lancaster and every monday i would go to the air force base he would have his uh, neighbors pay me like $30 to cut their their grass I would take that $30 he would hold it by the time I got to $500 we paid for the camp and that him holding it was ensuring that I don't spend it right 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 right. um and I go to the camp and I made the top 20 game right and it was bro, again like I was in the top percentile of athleticism. So a, a lot of my recognition came just because I could jump. Um, by the time my, I think I played in Rockfish Spring League after my junior year, now you're talking about I'm an all-around guard because mm-hmm. I had 30 games of practicing guard <laughs> skills. And I was the only player. They said I was, at the time I was the only player in the history of the Rockfish Spring League to make the All-Star Game for the Rockfish Spring League. And then I got MVP of the game. So going into my senior year, I was uh, preseason player of the year for the city section. This is the same year with her, uh, Hassan Adams, Brandon Heath, uh, 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 Evan Burns, right. And this is where, you know, before the season starts, where it's October seventh. I'll never forget it. I get in a fight, right, with my teammate. This is how I ended up at Silmar, uh,
0: right.
1: So. Yeah. Um, he was he got injured in the in the in the fight and uh the school had to make a decision um they didn't kick me out right because I didn't start the fight so it just because there was you know injuries to the other the other student they had to do something so I left um basically went back home to Palmdale which I was afraid to go back to Mm -hmm. um but then um you know I was able to to my grandmother moved um out of Palmdale into Silmar, oh. and that's how I ended up at Silmar. So Did she
0: do that for you, or this happened? It was, stands?
1: it was, man. Like she knew I didn't want to be in Palmdale. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And it was like now I'm I'm going back to a situation where I'm never going to get recognized. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So they, um, she she looked out. That's dope. Out,
0: yeah. That's dope, man. God, God heard your prayers, man, for sure. Like, I ain't going back to that place, Yeah, man, so.
1: it's just, it's you know, after that, Paul got came, uh, Craig Brackens came out, but it was, like, it's so much harder. You right. know what I mean? But yeah. And then uh, senior year, man, so the table's
0: kind of set. You had a, you know, um, situation. You had mm-hmm. to leave where you thought you were going to be playing. Mm-hmm. Against, so you end up at Silmar. Is Bort was the coach there? Bort was the coach. We're still the coach. Right? Yeah, coaching still there, forever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and so what was that experience like at SoMa?
1: It was cool. I, you know, obviously mentally and emotionally, I was going through a lot. Right? Yeah. You talking about, you know, being one of those kids that that everybody's talking about to like now the conversations changed. Right? Mm. Um, I was committed to Oregon. Right? And I lost that. You know, I lost every offer. Why? Because of the because fight. Because of the fight. Yeah. They
0: just heard you got in the fight and they
1: just took well, the offers they, away. What was? The, nah, there was. there was like it was a big thing you know at that time and you know there was no social media there was no you know like you people don't know who you are they just know you're a good basketball player right so the picture that's painted when somebody um gets in trouble if you don't really know that person then you're holding on to that right and uh i'll never forget it shout out danny sprinkle um they showed up at my house in silmar and sprinkle was like look I'm not even gonna. Uh, I'm not going to have the conversation that they want me to have um, because I know that you deserve better, uh, which was CSUN wanted me to walk on. So you go from Oregon replacing Fred Jones to walking on at CSUN. Like that's how bad it got, right? So wow. mentally and emotionally, um, I was in the, I was in the, in a different place and uh shout out to coach Escoto um Lewis Darby Sam Harris Boo Williams uh Fredo Tovar Jeff Morris like they really put their arms around me you know Charles White and and you know we we had a really good senior year you know um I think we lost to Dorsey at Dorsey in the second round of the playoffs uh but you know I was able to, to have some options afterwards I decided to go to prep school back in Maine MCI prep okay um and from there man basically I was able to rebuild my 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 reputation um a whole different coach was able to see who I was and um the coach out there was well connected on the West Coast also so he started like man like whatever they're saying about this kid isn't real you know like he had an unfortunate situation so what
0: were they saying i want to talk about the how our decision in the moment if you know hindsight
1: for sure two parts you
0: know the situation itself and if you could do it all over again right and then two um you know what's going through 16 17 year old frank's mind like you said it was rough but what does that mean exactly we weren't talking about mental health then right right Right. that's that's what was happening is a a mental health
1: moment yeah so. so so like again right you're talking about for me everything i'm experiencing at this point is like because of how my childhood was right like like man we were homeless at some point you know what mm-hmm. i mean so like going through things weren't wasn't tough right it was like all right how do i how do i overcome it right so um what the the it was almost like i was this angry child right that you know, I couldn't control my temper, and, uh, you know, I just snapped on this guy, but (laughs) the reality is I had a journal, right, and because it was my senior year, because I'm, I now recognize that I am uh, a highly, like, touted player, I started to take notes daily because I wanted to remember my senior year, right, and the guy that I fought, man, like, he's in my journal. I'm like, look, man, like, I don't know how much more you know I can take of this guy like being the team bully Mm. um I don't know you know uh why right like you talking about wearing practice and college coaches are there to see me he elbows me in my mouth for no reason like stuff like that right and it's like Mm. at some point you know you can only have so much composure before you you look like you can get picked on right? right so um you know, those were the things that were said, being said. And um, mentally, man, like, it was more about, you know, losing your offers, right? Because I'm not, again, I didn't start early, right? I wasn't striving for this my whole life, right? So, I didn't, it wasn't, I wasn't so locked in on it to where, like, dang, everything I worked for is gone. It wasn't that. It was more well, what's next? Because if I can't go to college for free, I like, ain't nobody paying for college, right? I didn't even understand the magnitude, yeah. right? Going to Oregon was like, man, I wish I could go to Oregon for football, right? Like, that, <laughs> right. like that's what I'm thinking at that time. And um, going to prep school uh, was actually a decision made after I, was going to, I went and worked out with LA City College, uh, who at that time was winning state championships every year. Um, Gerald Blaston game starting back up, right? Yeah, they With, just uh, now chasing flowers. So. Yeah, yep. um, and when uh MCI approached me, uh, Carl Hendricks was the coach, and they said, All I want you to do is be an elite defender and make corner threes. I was like, That's easy, all right. And he was like, If you do that and you commit to it, you'll get to whatever school you want to get to. Mm. Um, he ended up stepping down, I think he had family issues, but then uh, Ed Jones got the job and his approach was like, you know, you're the guy, right? I don't know what he saw, but you're the guy and at, he was right. Um, right, man, you was, at, you was about to go to Oregon. Yeah. Like, like, like,
0: like that's Pac-12, high-level Pac-12 yeah. at the time. Like you're You talking said. about Luke Ridenhour. Yes.
1: uh, uh I forgot the kid Jackson and, and Fred Jones. That trio was super yeah. cold. I think they all they all got drafted the same year. Yeah. Um, but, man, like, I get there to MCI, and now I got offers from Georgia Tech, mm. George Mason, UMass, uh, East Carolina, and uh, DePaul at the time, wow. right? And I turned down Georgia Tech because they had Elijah uh, – uh, the athletic I forget his name and they had BJ Elder right and I'm like yo I'm trying to play as a freshman I'm not playing they're a senior and and a junior uh when I come in so you're talking about not playing until your junior year really um and then I turned down George Mason because mentally I'm not in tune with that is still a good school because it's a mid-major right and I I chose East Carolina because I was going to start as a freshman and they're in the Conference USA. At this time, the Conference USA was Louisville, Marquette, Cincinnati, right. DePaul, it was cracking Memphis, yeah. everything, right? And uh, I started as a freshman, right? Played well. Um, <laughs> George Mason goes to the Elite Eight. <laughs> <laughs> And I think Georgia Tech, either either Elite Eight or Final Four, both oh, schools. And I'm man. sitting in my dorm room, we're like 12 and 20 or something <laughs> like that. And I'm like, dude, like, this is great. You know what I mean? But
0: it, talk about the importance of that, though. Like winning versus getting the opportunity to play. Yeah. Does it matter the kid? Does it matter the situation? What should your choice be as a kid looking to go to college and choosing one of those? If I got to go to a place where I'm going to have to sit and learn and win. Yeah or go yeah, play right and away and
1: lose. You know what man, it's it's a tricky one, right? Cuz I can say this in every situation is not the same. But if you're not winning, right? No one at the next level is really looking at you. Mm. Because today's game in business, the business, yes is about winning and selling tickets, right? Now, if you're like this ultra talented kid, a one percenter, that's totally different, right? right? But it's one percent. One percent, right? There's, that means there's one guy in your class that can probably get away with that, right? right. Um, but if the other part is, right, you can be in that situation and not really be a part of winning, right? right. And then that can hurt you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's why it's kind of tricky, right? Yeah. Be be an impact player on a winning program. That's what you want to strive right. for. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: So Eastern Carolina, mm-hmm. um, you finished up at Fullerton, Fullerton yeah. right? So how long were you at Eastern Carolina? One year,
1: and then conference why- broke up conference broke up so gave you free range to go wherever no, you want? No, but when, I, I'm not about to stay in North Carolina to play against <laughs> there we go. you when know it, what I mean? West like, Coast people belong yeah, on the West Coast. Like, <laughs> like, like I went there to play against Cincinnati and Francisco Garcia and yeah. James White and I didn't go there, like, and then there's no disrespect to anybody else, I didn't go there to play for the, the new school, the new conference. Right, so, um, Mike Cook gonna be mad at me, I'm sorry Mike, I broke up our dynasty, but um, you know, when I, when I came home, the plan was to go to USC with Nick, right? Because remember, Henry Bibby was, was the coach. Yes. And as I'm coming home, I'm getting settled. You know, I'm, I'm narrowing it down between San Diego State and USC. Henry Bibby gets fired. And Tim Floyd's the coach. And I'm like, with all due respect, I'm not playing for Tim Floyd. You mm-hmm. know, you're talking about Gay Pruitt, me, and Nick on the same team. And Tim Floyd walks the ball up. It's 50 points a game. Somebody's going to be out right you know what I mean so um I didn't go there and I was talking to Steve Fisher about San Diego State and like close to committing and Bobby Brown was my AAU point guard Mm -hmm. right he we also played together in the Saint no classic where we were number one and number two in the in the the league in scoring right this is how we got our our like reputation as a backcourt but I'm going to play pickup at Cal State Fullerton right and somehow it turned into an unofficial visit with the players, right? Before or after you hooped? (laughs) Uh, I guess it was set up like... Oh, they were like, come 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 from with us. Right, and the next thing you know, (laughs) like, you got pop soul there, like, yeah, I just got drafted from Fullerton, right? Bobby just got freshman of the year. Ralphie Holmes, they was calling him sensational. Like, like, I'm like, yo, this is a vibe, you know what I mean? Like, and... You know i had I, I prayed about it man and i talked to my godfather uh uh about it and he was like man like why not be a big fish in a small pond right like everybody's chasing the same thing and this is how they sold me man you and bobby could be like jameer nelson and delonte west mm. and i was like we can't right (laughs) yep and it sure enough turned out that way yeah it it turned out that way so it was dope no those were um so
0: those are the years so i grew up in corona Mm -hmm. so fullerton was right there and Mm -hmm. you know all that and so just paying attention to what was happening then and my boy was at fullerton college tim Denson was at fullerton college around the same time and uh so fullerton was cracking for a couple years yeah it was um, good it was good you know we always you know then i didn't like. I wasn't into basketball like I am now but mm-hmm. I knew names yeah so yeah. I knew who you know I knew your name and I remember meeting you years later at mm-hmm. 360 mm-hmm. when you were, you know where I think working out with Steve probably right or, yeah or getting, so ready, like, getting ready for the draft yeah. yeah so pre-draft stuff and um just remembering your name like oh that's yeah, the State Bullets, yeah. The that's Frank yeah. Robinson like never knowing who you were until you start dunking on fools <laughs> I'm like oh, now I know and yeah. um dang and so Cal State Fullerton, man. Mm. Time of your life. Yeah. So you know you talked about the transition, yeah. gaining the weight, the yeah. losing the weight, yeah. having a great senior year. Yeah. What about overall in the um development of who Frank Robinson is and who he became as a basketball player?
1: Man, I had I had really good roommates, right? Um I never I, I've, I've never been uh like a like the typical athlete i don't know if that makes sense right and i think it's because of my upbringing like i was already um an old man you know what i mean like i've experienced so much in life at this point like i wasn't hanging out as much right um and you know obviously we hung out but it wasn't like i'm not hanging around like like you know gossiping or being around nonsense all the time because i'm thinking about like all right well how do we build this right like I have I've had an entrepreneurial spirit from you know the time that I I got to college if I'm being honest and you know I just saw so many holes right um so um and I you know my 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 wife now we started dating we were best friends in in high school at Chatsworth and then we started dating when she graduated from Howard um and you know now we're married, so like a lot of the stuff, you know, hanging out and going out and stuff in college, we didn't we didn't really do. Um, but what what where I did develop as a as a man, um, as a young man, um, was really being able to pay attention to the adult figures in my life, without the stress that a normal college kid would have, right? Mm. Uh, because my grades were always on point. Right, like I, I, I did a lot of stuff early so that I can like kind of just see what you know what else I can do and maximize my time. Again, like I didn't start doing extra workouts until my junior year, right? Um, and I mean, to my going into my senior year actually, and I don't promote that. I'm telling you, now.
0: <laughs> right? All right let know. That was
1: a mistake because <laughs> you know in, instead of being undrafted and signing with the Hawks, I could have been a lottery pick. You know what I mean? Like, if you really think about it, like, the time you put in is what you get out. Like, my athleticism and talent got me in. Imagine if I had a work ethic to match, you know what I mean, at that time. Um, But, you know, just just learning, man, how to just be an adult. You know, you're out there on your own. Um, Time management, right? Like, I, I really was on top of a lot of stuff at that point how did all of
0: this stability come out of instability with your like you said you had a crazy upbringing you saw a lot been through a lot um and kids so for the kid who out there who's dealing with some traumatic experiences Mm -hmm. you know what were the things that kept you grounded to get to this point where you have this mental focus um
1: survival you know what I'm saying like and, and you know as I got older you know me and my siblings we grew further apart and it's because of basketball really you right. know and um, when we were younger i just i never wanted to put myself or put them in a situation to where we needed anything right, right. like like man, you're talking about i'm selling five dollar boxes of candy you know what i mean the dudes walking around i was one of those kids but i'm bringing home eighty dollars a night like i'm going to sell this candy you know what i mean um and it made sure it, that we had food to eat. So you you're doing that at 11, 12, 13 years old by the time you're 21, 22 like man I'm I'm literally an adult, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I've been to, to providing for my family for a long time. Um so that that I think that's I didn't I never had the chance to look at it as instability, right? right. It was always okay, this has to get done. Let's get it done. You know?
0: And what where did that come from? I think that's where I'm trying to get to. Is yeah. like, man, you, you know, I think there's a and definitely born with a, a gift from God mm-hmm. to have that, you know, that uh, just that that spirit to mm-hmm. you. Is like, yo, we just a get it done, type of yeah. person. But was there an influence in your life that you could remember younger, before the high school and all that, or was this just nah. like, that was it? That was it. That's it. what it God was, made you to be, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, in all honesty, right? Like, and I I do, I do believe that. I didn't stick in the league because there was a bigger purpose right i don't know if i'm still the person or playing the role in society today if i make or stay in the league right like Mm -hmm. i think i got the goal was to make it right yeah i made it right Right. after that like god was like yo now i'm gonna do my work (laughs) right this is what this is what what you're here to do
0: man it's funny the scripture you're sitting behind is and we know all things work for the Mm -hmm. good for Mm -hmm. those who are called according to the purpose yeah and love god and man that's that's what you're speaking to man and that's why i love that scripture there's anything that we go through in life we can always like it's going to work out for the good for sure and for you to recognize that like, that god had a different and you can see it in everything you are doing now like you're impacting the community man like appreciate it and and uh man we love you for it man. man man. it's it's been dope man to see I remember when you did the first district yeah, combine. Yeah. We'll get into that later. Yeah, we will stay sure. on track cuz sure. that's the fun stuff. Yeah. Um so so um going into the league pre-draft mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. um you know uh you just you just fell in love with the game. Yeah. You're just getting into this and seeing the doors that can open for you. Mm-hmm. Um what was that experience like?
1: I was obsessed at this point. Right? Um not not because I was threatened by anything, but I was obsessed because I was upset that at myself that I didn't figure it out sooner, mm. right? And now I'm in a position to where I'm better than a lot of these guys, but I don't have the name that they have, right? And uh, J.R. Giddens was my roommate for pre-draft um J.R. Bryce Taylor and myself that was an uh athletic forward from uh BYU I forget his name but that was our class with Aaron Mintz right and John McClain did our pre-draft man and I'm just sitting here like John or Don uh Don McClain Yep. sorry Don McClain I think about John Manny Um, but Don McClain did our pre-draft and again, that's another level, right? Like it's intense all the time. Um, And I'm just sitting here like, yo, like, a lot of these guys can't do what I do, you know? And that's the mindset that I had all the way through. Um, I remember going into Indiana and playing against Ty Lawson and Larry Bird telling me to pick him up full court and everybody, Sean Livingston too. Virginia yeah and I was like okay right like at this point there was nothing that was going to prevent me no
0: you used to sprint to the court every day yeah that was life you (laughs) see what I'm saying so
1: (laughs) I did it right and I'm making shots and you know I think my first workout was the Sacramento Kings and Aaron was like look we know we got Atlanta if you know they don't because they don't have any draft picks so if you don't Mm -hmm. get drafted we know you got that um, but let's go into to Sacramento, see what happens. Killed it, right? Like I went from one workout to 18, right? Because word travels fast, right? right. right? So I killed Sacramento. Next thing you know, he's like, "Yo, Indiana wants you to come. Yo, the Suns wants you to come. Yo, Memphis wants you to come. Boston wants you to come. Clippers wants you to come. Clippers wants you to come, wants you to come back. Lakers want you like." Mm-hmm. And it turned into this thing where I wasn't home, and I was the guy that wasn't even supposed to really you know because of you know the situation but man it was it was that first year of uh getting into um the pro lane um was interesting uh being cut for mario west right like mario had already been there a year um and they had to make a decision on open the night man that's i got cut on open tonight. (laughs) And then they put me on the team uh with, with alexander Zikic, uh, who was their scout um, right. but coaches in euroleague so I'll, me and brandon jennings were the only american rookies in Euroleague that year wow um and they kept me in their system basically like learning from him and then mm-hmm. they brought me back i made the team and uh what's his name uh, one of the twi- uh, jason collins broke his foot mm-hmm. again on opening night and i'm coming downstairs to go to memphis because that was the first game of the season and they called me in the office and uh i got cut again All Right. at that point they, because they had to keep a big so that jason got hurt and they had to keep a big Seku smith rest in peace wrote an article about my progression from year one to year two and how like i'm gonna be an impact player and then boom i'm cut wow. Right. so you're talking about another level of adversity yeah um but instead of soaking on it um you know i saw that as a sign right like cuz this this year in preseason i played a lot right and there i had i had games where you know we played portland um double figures right we played uh new orleans and chris paul and bobby brown are are the backcourt and they're like hey go give chris paul full court i'm like bro what this is young chris you know <laughs> um one game we were in Detroit, and Mike Woodson. T- I think Ben Gordon had like 38. and If he he puts me in the game, he's like, if he gets 40, you're getting cut, right? Like these are. Did you Did he get 40? No, he didn't score. Yeah, I was gonna foul him before he scored, but um, but all of those different things, like, were like, although I didn't stay on the team, I was able to learn and experience what it is like to sit on the bench. Yeah. Right and. I really had to ask myself is that what i want for my career right mm. um and maybe that was a coping thing right Cause i think it's cut. a big
0: question for anybody it, it goes to mm. that same thing we you had to decide when you're picking a
1: college yeah. go somewhere and sit or, or do you play and, and do you play and experience and yeah. grow? so so i go you know that year i go to china um and killing china where'd you uh where'd you play in China I played for Dongguan Dongguan? yeah yeah. Dongguan and uh they wanted someone I'm like 25 10 and 10 they wanted 50 right it was crazy but so I ended up we're in conversations about like am I going to stay there or not and then my son was like getting ready to be born so I came home Hmm. um signed with the Defenders uh Chucky uh Chucky Brown was my coach and, um man it was it was dope like that year this is the year that the the celtics won the championship and again this was my last time really like all right man it's just not meant to be two things happened. um we play the celtics and i have a relationship with uh t lou mm-hmm. um because we train at impact in vegas yeah. right kevin garnett we, tra- we train at impact with vegas mm-hmm. p paul we like we all know each other right yeah. so this game and is you can Google it, I had a twenty-seven point triple double against Alonzo G <laughs> at Staples Center, right? And <laughs> T Lou came this like he's like behind the bench at this point. He's like, yo, they talking about calling you up, right? And Aaron called me and was like, yo, no, he's serious, because I went there that summer and trained with them. Doc Rivers actually wanted me to not go back to Atlanta to Atlanta and consider going to camp with them and I was like I'm already invested there right so that happens next uh, I tear up my hamstring right and so Aaron's like look you can go but if you fail your physical like it'll just make you look bad and I was like yeah I don't want to lie to him you know what I mean so I get back healthy man Lakers uh, place I'm signed up to play summer league with the Lakers and I'm starting this is a team you got Derek character just got drafted so we're with them okay Gerald Green is on the team uh DJ Strawberry uh somebody else but like I was the starting two guard and I steal the ball from Gerald Green I go to dunk it and I swing on the rim and land right on his foot turn my ankle bad though like super bad sprain you're talking about like four days before summer league right so this is when I met Dr. Pat Mm. SRLA it wasn't SRLA at the time it was advanced chiropractic um and Dr. Pat worked on my ankle man for like two times two times a day for those four days and got me back good enough to where I can at least play okay and I was on Sports Center twice going back door out of the triangle dunking. right um the Spurs told me it was basically out of me and Gary Neal and it would be dependent on who plays better in summer league mind you I haven't practiced in four days I played well the first couple days um played against Omri Caspi killed Omri, Ca- Omri Caspi uh the last day I'm playing this worse and Gary Neal's on the team I was out it was I was done like gas bro uh, and he had 20 man. so that's the year they signed Gary Neal so he kept his word yeah um he outplayed me for sure but then because I outplayed Omri Caspi the team one of the best teams in Israel signed me so uh because yeah, they were watching the they game were watching them. the game they're like we need to get that guy yeah um so
0: would, uh, which team uh, is it? Maccabi Haifa. Okay. Yeah, yeah Maccabi Haifa.
1: Yeah. Um, And that, you know, that was like the early part of my career where I decided like, you know, um, I'm not going to focus so much on the league, right? And just focus on uh, maximizing my career. Yeah. Um, That first year, and this is a big part of, you know, as we transition into the, like the district and other things, that first year that I got cut um, from the Hawks, uh it really told me man like it showed me that um you know you can't put your career in other people's hands your livelihood right and you know obviously we all you know we want to hoop and we want to play at the highest level but like what are you doing um that's preparing yourself for when the ball stops bouncing yes right and uh my senior project was the state of DR facility that was to support a nonprofit uh organization which was spirit of the north which is my grand my godfather's uh, aau program mm. and um i'm in europe at this point and i'm just like locked in on like what the future is. like man like if i get cut here then what right like yeah. you, at that point you're thinking like and anything. you got a kid at this point no no the first year i didn't say oh, year, yeah, oh is second, it, okay. year. yeah so so that first year I basically sat in my in my apartment in slovenia and reverse engineered my retirement like i gave myself 10 years to play um i told myself by my fourth or fifth year i wanted to represent myself because i wanted to learn um sports management uh i decided that by the time i'm 45 i'll be a general manager in the nba um and how old are you now 39 um, you get there yeah <laughs> it's, it's gonna happen yeah, not, yeah. and then um I, I wanted to make sure that you know that project that we did in college like we turned that into a reality um so that that 10 year I retired in 10 right I, and I wanted though I wanted to play for partisan before I retired I tore my ACL in year eight I got back to South Korea in four months I was playing I p- returned because of Dr. Pat and Jamal um and Roy Powers actually they did my rehab I was able to get back on my team in four months and then wow. after
0: an ACL ACL tear four months
1: but that goes back to like yeah to no I mean man yeah what? it was it was intense intense like two a day rehab uh anti-inflammatory diet um hyperbaric chamber you surgery to, re- to repair yeah. it.
0: and then the rehab was four
1: months. yeah yeah i toured in august and got back on my team the day i went back i flew back the day after new uh new year's
0: surviving injury mentally
1: yeah you
0: know i, I know it has a lot to do with just your mental fortitude mm-hmm. but giving the kids right because mm-hmm. these kids are dealing with these injuries now in mm-hmm. high school middle school even yeah. right same types of injuries um you know give them some some helpful helpful tip, tips to
1: where your mental focus has to be during injury, what should you be focused on first of all stop playing so much because your body is being damaged every time you play right um play in things that matter right and if you say it in that way like what really matters at a young age right um play pickup more um and I hear some parents say uh you know oh it's just for run okay well just for run is two hours right yes. not four to five to six games in 24 hours right. right like that's a completely different thing um but then if you do end up getting injured just know that whatever it is if you have the right people doing your rehab and strength and conditioning um mentally you're going to go through a phase that if you overcome it you'll be better you'll be a better person and athlete mm. because you'll feel invincible especially with your knees. um so that that's kind of what i've learned in my journey no that's
0: good no it's good to hear that yeah. like the it's way brighter on the other side yeah, of yeah. it getting through that and like you said you got to go back and play mm-hmm. for one of your dream teams yeah,
1: yeah. and um and that was my sign though right like that yeah. was being able to say like you know i played my first euro league game was against them and i walk out and like there's ten thousand people screaming at me because i'm the first one on the court like cussing me out and i'm like y'all gotta play here this is dope right (laughs) and being able to accomplish that and have them cheering for me as opposed to being you know uh, against me you know especially after tearing your acl right like that just motivated me to this day like you know the fans still reach out to me um they want me to come back and just be in the presence right like as a fan and um they love basketball man so not a crazy fan they're like
0: soccer fans yeah. what we see is soccer games yeah. international soccer games that's how basketball yeah, fans are for outside. sure um quick quickly because I really want to you we, we just want to talk about what you're doing now but uh your overseas experience mm-hmm. man you know highlights lowlights of yeah. uh, playing overseas
1: uh I mean man my career was was dope bro like I I can't a lot of people have these horror stories um you know I've had those experiences but like Bro, like i've traveled i've been i played a basketball game in 72 countries wow. you know what i mean like between playing euro league euro cup Euro challenge south korea cba like uh adriatic league you know what i mean like i've i've, I've seen everything that you can That's see so on the on the dime of basketball on the dime of basketball right and um you know you go to situations like there was a team in georgia uh, Greg Stensma was on my team Brandon Gay uh Pierre uh, Pierce um the, the the Lithuanian national team coach like they had this big budget um and they had no intentions of paying anybody so I experienced that too right and I'm in Georgia of all places where uh basketball is not even a, like it's not even recognized really you mm-hmm. know and we all go there and we all got duped right and I wasted half a year of my career you know what wow. i mean but for the most part man like living in tel aviv living in Haifa, living in nairia living in Würzburg, living in uh, kiev right before the war started you right. know what i mean uh going to the euro cup final four uh man playing in the basketball champions league playing for the adriatic championship like playing for the israeli national cup like I've seen everything man like being defensive player of the year in five different countries um being signed as you know the the sixth or the third American and end up being the second leader scorer on the team like like I've I made it a point to will myself past whatever um conflicts or or barriers that were in front of me yeah um and I all I kept thinking is like man like I can't let me being a basketball player define who I am you mm. know what I mean like what am I going to do in the meantime in preparation for this next chapter and yeah. that that's always been in the back of my mind and um no better time to study uh sports management or or how to run a team or how to build a development program um then by being abroad and, and seeing how other people do it as opposed to how we do it you yeah. know um even just the business ethics of of you know the ownership to player relationship right um negotiating my own contract sitting across from an owner of a team uh you know talking about ownership in so the team So you got
0: to the point to where you were your own your own agent
1: Absolutely by how I far that? into your how many uh years by I I started so year 6 year 6 you yeah, started yeah. Negotiating your own Yeah I, I I me and Horace uh, Wormley uh, we sat in Finland and I went to Finland just because I, like normally I never would have went to Finland mm-hmm. right and it was like yo this is euro this their first year in Euro Cup you can go there beat a man they paid me well you know obviously like that's not a country that pays but they they kind of matched what I wanted um and a part of that was like I wanted to clause at the end of Euro Cup right this was To me, and I'm going to tell you this, this was the biggest accomplishment of my career, right? Being able to sit across from the owner of the team right before the deadline of my out clause, knowing that I put the out clause on a date that was before the last game of EuroCup. Mm. And if we got to a position to where um, we were going to go to the playoffs, I have all of the leverage, right? Because they're not going to pay me um what they what they should pay me if uh we're not in position to make it to the playoffs uh, right, right? right because right. now we don't need you for the Finnish league we need you for euro cup because that's global um, attention mm-hmm. right and i made sure that in that contract we had that out clause so now you're talking about three days before the game they tried to act like they forgot that the out clause was coming up i had to remind them like hey guys we need to renegotiate or I'm not playing this last game, and we need this last game in order to make the playoffs. Mm. I'm top ten in scoring the Euro Cup at the time, <laughs> right? I got all the leverage, Leveraged. you know. So we sit across, <laughs> Love it. and Horace and I took a lot of notes that day, like just like, all right, so what are these different scenarios? And I, this is real practice. Horace, Horace was on the team with you as well. No, I, he was in between jobs, so he came and stayed with me for a couple days. Oh, no, okay. Yeah, so like we were. This is when we were playing in Sports Summit at C when we were in the C um, for that event and I'm like yo like bro I'm about to try to negotiate equity in the team and he was like they're not gonna do that I'm was like, i not gonna play right and <laughs> so, so so um we negotiated that in the team I mean in the contract and I negotiated a player option for year two mm. right and i loved it there like it's, a, it's the city called Loyma bro it's okay. middle of nowhere but the people are amazing right sure. and i loved it i didn't mind staying there for the rest of my career because it was you know at, at, at this point i've already played euro league i've already touched the league like i've done everything i played in the cba why not just go somewhere and have some stability you know yeah. instead of going to a different country every year and i made sure the wording of the contract was if we qualify then this contract if we qualify for euro cup the next year then this contract is fully guaranteed okay there's no reason we won't qualify because we've had a good showing we're one game away from the playoffs right i don't know if they thought about this in that way right and if they meant to do good by um, me as a player or person mm-hmm. it wouldn't matter because then there's no not gonna be any funny games right? right so I had to put the wording in a way to make sure that they don't try to get over it it was me. clear yep so qualify versus participate takes the choice away from them or me yeah and puts it on Euro Cup right so if they decide that hey this team was good enough to qualify for next year will bring you guys back,
0: right? Regardless if they want to go
1: or not. Because if you participate, you can decline the invitation, right? Mm. So, love it. We get to the end of the year, uh, we lose in the, the championships. I think um, of the Finnish league, we don't make the playoffs for Euro Cup because of a tiebreaker in points. We won the game. We beat Eric McCullum, uh, yeah. Panionio's team in overtime. That game, I had thirty and twelve. This is the day after the negotiations, so. Uh, we lose based on the, um, uh, point differential and, uh, you know, a couple months down the line, the end of the season comes, I go home, you know, I'm telling everybody, man, see you next year, man. I leave a lot of stuff there, whatever. Um, they're all like, yeah, yeah, we'll see you. All right. So I'm like, okay, cool. It's like July. I don't hear from, them. I'm like, you know, I'm like, hey, I don't have my flight. You know what I <laughs> mean? We got to start talking about next year, August, like second week of August you usually report so like the second day in August the coach called me he's an American guy he's like hey uh man I don't know what's going on but they don't want they're not bringing you back and I was like "Ah, oh, man well, let's talk about buyout and he was like no I don't think you understand like they don't have the, the money to bring you back I said well man it sucks man because you know we signed a contract right? right um and he's like he's like what do you mean I was like Oh, I signed for two years. He was like, but then the Euro Cup uh, qualifications came out, mm. and we were on there. Need all that, right? <laughs> so he's like, uh, the the owner of the team calls me. He's like, yeah, we're not playing at Euro Cup, so you know, you know, it's just like, uh, like, oh, that's crazy, man. So what are we gonna do? And he's like, like he's, I'm still talking. We, I think we're, gonna, I think uh, you know, this team's gonna do VTB, whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, like. I like Russia you know like I'm I'm just at this point messing with her and then he says uh yeah we don't we don't have the money to pay you I was like well unfortunately Ari uh you know it's August I've turned down tons of jobs because I'm thinking I'm coming back to you guys and we have an agreement he's like yeah but we're not playing I said Ari go read the agreement it says qualify and he was like, he called me back. Reach your contracts, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Reach contracts. And He called me back, man, and was like, man, so what are we gonna do, right? Like, like I was like, man, we, I, you know, obviously I'm not, I'm not gonna hit you over the head and take the whole thing. It's unfortunate that it's coming to this, but you know, we gotta at least cover half. Yeah. And they honored it. Wow. So that was to me the That's biggest dope, accomplishment man. of my career right yeah. it wasn't it had nothing to do with me bouncing the ball I was using this yes um and uh I think that year I ended up going back to Israel I had a good season and went to South Korea and that that following year is when I tore my ACL ah, yeah so got you. yeah
0: that's dope man that's super <laughs> yeah, dope man yeah, that yeah. um I'm sure you do man just helping people who are overseas yeah, read those contracts and leverage sure. um who they are mm-hmm. right and basketball at that point you're a commodity right mm-hmm. if you don't produce the results that you want they'll just get rid of you so Easy. being able to leverage your talent and who you are and you know get compensated for, for sure. that and uh for not sure. let them use you <laughs> for sure
1: because that, that's they're going to do that at every level yeah so.
0: um so transition so you said you, you were you were reverse engineering your retirement you were preparing for what is now the district mm-hmm. um so going to your closer to your years before retirement um you know what? What were your thoughts? How were you preparing for what the district is now?
1: Man, so before we do that, I, I missed something. Rico Hines has played such a. Uh, Rico Hines, Todd Ramazar, Baron Davis, uh-huh. um, term like like these guys have all played a major part in who i've become as a basketball player mentor and a business person right mm-hmm. and they're all three they play those three roles and they just so happen to be best friends right mm-hmm. and without being able to be around them like rico's trained me since i was 19 years old like we had this big group of guys that all trained with rico Marcus Williams, Durrell Wright, Trevor Ariza, man, Bobby Brown, Poo Jetter, uh, Dijon De- Thompson. Like, we all came from the same umbrella, yeah. right? And if you look around, all of us are doing something in the community um, yeah. of where we are, um, where we're from, and, and uh, just hats off to, to Baron and Rico for, for, and Todd for putting um, putting us in those positions to see, you know, how we, how we should uh, conduct ourselves on and off the court. So. Um, with that, uh, the thought of creating um, the district, um, Horace named it, right, conceptually uh, the facility, um, being able to have a space where you can have high-level everything in one, one location um, and not drive all across L.A. Uh, was something that I felt was needed. Um, because I experienced it for ten years, right? Mm-hmm. Going from Encino to Chatsworth, uh, to Receda um, mm-hmm. to UCLA. You yeah. spend more time in the car than you actually do training. man um, talk about it. when I started training with Mike Pinburdy mm-hmm. coming all the way out here and then going to Encino and then going to Chatsworth and then going to UCLA to who, right? Like, why not have a place where you can do all of that at once? Yeah. And Um, not just a place, uh, to train and develop, but a place to learn, um, somewhere, uh, like an incubator, right? Where we can take young student athletes and help them, uh, develop their skill, but also who they want to become once the ball stops bouncing. Mm -hmm. Um, people don't know, a lot of people don't know, but, you know, if you study analytics, Uh, right now that's a quarter million dollar job you know like you can get a salary of uh, a quarter million Mm -hmm. um why why isn't there more um basketball or sports related uh institutions that are teaching analytics Mm -hmm. you know and really focusing on helping uh these kids who who play sports right um understand the numbers of their game and -hmm. how that impacts uh, winning and losing um, sports management right yeah. uh, especially in a, in a time where NIL is such a big thing you know it's hard to represent yourself from a marketing standpoint because people will look at you like you're ar- arrogant because um, you're trying to sell yourself but understanding um, putting people in position to speak for you that you trust yeah. right as opposed to like you know I'm not against hiring outside resources but having stuff in-house man can you can be super beneficial if the knowledge and experience is there. Um, and I just felt like, you know, creating a place uh, where our local talent um, can grow um, and, sp- and just have a place they can call home uh, could be dope, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and It is dope. <laughs> nah, for sure, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate like, it. <laughs> but, but being able to, like, you know, like my, my son's group, uh, kids have been together since fifth grade and now they're in eighth grade and you know like not that they're this much better than a lot of kids but their understanding of what they're in
0: crazy man yeah. I, went, I have to talk Man, I, I came in uh what was it you guys were ending practice i think we we're coming and helping somebody work out and the level of instruction that you guys were teaching mm-hmm. and them being able to comprehend right. that was what was amazing yeah. and they were doing it better than high schoolers better than college programs i'm
1: like man yeah and and if you if you start young a lot of people feel like you know they're not gonna be able to receive that at that age and that's not the truth no these kids are way smarter now than we ever were at their age because of you know we talk about this phone and social media and all that stuff but honestly man like the kids that are watching the right stuff on this phone and social media they're actually pretty bright you know what i mean um but but just have, and then, then our pros, right? Like, guys that are, that are from this area are not from this area that migrated to the valley, like, having a place where they can come and, and feel safe. You know, nobody's, like, taking pictures of them. You know, the doors are locked. The security is there. Not security, like, but the, we have a next another door. Once you get inside, you have to get through that door yep. in order to get to the court, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's a level of privacy for those that don't want to be bothered. Um, and and just, you know, one facility is, is is for that, and the other facility is for the community, right? Like, Hair Icon uh, is our barbershop that's upstairs. Shout out Trey and John. Um, we had a shoe store in the building for a little bit, but we're transitioning into a district store. Um, Dr. That's right,
0: man. Sell so your own merch, dog. Nah, no, for I'm sure. Like, you. even to, to yo,
1: like, collaborations, right? Like, Terrell Owens, this is his brand. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's doing all of our sportswear um, uh including his sweatsuit so um you know just really just partnering with people man to help expand their brand one of the things that I'm I've been really happy with um that really has nothing to do with the kids but like the amount of coaches who have come and worked with us and then transitioned into better situations right like I think David Gale was in between working with the G League team in Toronto Um, came and worked with us for like five months, and now he's at Vanderbilt, right? I think he went to Georgia, and then now he went from Mm -hmm. Georgia to Vanderbilt. And, like, he says it all the time, like, man, being back in tune with the high school kids and college kids, I was able to make calls, and then now I'm back in the position where, you know, I want to be at in the SEC. Um, John Lucas did our Mm -hmm. pre-draft the year that that Jalen Green and Josh Christopher did their pre-draft with us um Josh Primo, all those guys he ran that pre-draft Jalen Green was with Mark Edwards but Josh Christopher was with uh with John and obviously people saw Josh as a second round pick I don't know how um but he was able to work um <laughs> work him into to, to change whatever uh perceptions they had mm-hmm. um he showed his butt off in, in the in the workouts and, and at the combine and John went from being with us in, in between jobs to going to the Lakers, right? And now he's back with the with, Suns, with, with that same coaching staff. Um, Chet Johnson is assistant coach at Sierra Canyon now, right? Like like being able to to have a place where, where guys can kind of go and, like I said, an incubator and grow and, and just be around the game, you know? Um, I want to continue uh, building in that way, not just for the kids but for, for my peers, right?
0: Yeah. But I think it's even like, like you said, man, the staple in the community and providing a space for the kids mm-hmm. is what's so important because mm-hmm. it's the future and the, your approach to it. Like mm-hmm. you said, y'all ain't playing in tournaments every weekend. Yeah. Y'all go play in the ones that matter where you're going to compete, right. gain some experience and the level of training that you have for your kids. I remember your first, May, I think it was your league, you had to do film at halftime. Yeah. You had a room set aside that the kids had to go watch film in yeah. and, yeah. um, the first combine you had, it was like the NBA yeah. combine. Yeah. Just the level of detail and the level of um, professional, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, it's professional. Like you invited the community in to like, yo, Ty, who you got? Bring right. them in. Like right. you were literally, hey, we're gonna bring this together. Yeah. This is for everybody. And um, man, it's always appreciated.
1: That, nah, man. for sure. To, I, I think. I think, man, like, you know, our culture is so weird, right? Like we all like have this thing where everybody's beefed out, right? And, and they're protective over kids that aren't ours, right? Man, like man, boy, like, talk about like, it. <laughs> like you know, if a if a kid decides that our program isn't for them, right? I'm going to ask questions, right? Because I want to one I want I want to, you know, try to see what we where we went wrong, yep. right? But I'm not gonna like start badmouthing other programs and say, oh, you shouldn't go there. I, I'm not doing that, right? What I will do is say, well, you know, if I disagree with your reasoning for leaving, I'm gonna speak on it. Or I'm gonna try to educate you on what the reality yes. is. Yep. You know, um, our opinions are our opinions, but I don't—I I, I try not to speak out of emotion. I try to speak out of facts, you mm-hmm. know, in that way um, it's not what I think, it's what I see you know and um i think that rubs people the wrong way um because it's kind of brash uh and and you know i i can't be apologetic about it i i can be apologetic about how it makes you feel but you know the truth is the truth um in most cases and 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 it's not about my truth versus yours it's about the facts you know what i mean and uh we've gotten to a place in in youth sports to where you know people are afraid to lose kids and I'm like you know I I coached Donda Academy man like I've seen what it's like to have five star five star five star five star five star four star four star four four. I've seen what that's like and and the reality is you know out of all those kids um only three of them were playing so what happened to the stars right wow. you know what I mean like yeah. I got them as juniors and seniors and then obviously I stepped down after my first year but like the stars can't protect you right the work will yeah you know what I mean like Rob Dillingham was our best player Rob Dillingham worked out more than anybody he listened more than anybody um, he was he allowed himself to be held accountable uh, brandon white obviously he got injured but brandon white was was you know he was a a freak athlete man and now he's back at texas a and m hopefully he'll be able after this redshirt year to get some burn um uh bryce baker who's at old dominion been there for two years it's his second year he's having a great sophomore season and then um chuck bailey who you know i think people thought i was down on him man i love chuck right and he just was in a tough position battling injuries he had a a hip flexor injury and then like when you come back man you're going against jakai howard and 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 zion cruz and rob dillingham bro like that's who you're competing with like that's tough you know what i mean and um he's playing great at at evansville right i think he had freshman of the week four times in a row right um and then now obviously obviously jakai who's that's like you know one of my sons bro like yeah. <laughs> you know like I, I i saw so much of me um in young jakai uh now he's going to auburn you know he's leaving ote this year as a senior and he's going to auburn and i'm just proud of him man like he's grown and matured so much since he left and he's just one of those kids man like you talk about mama mentality um, man. kobe Bryant was one of the most misunderstood people um, when it came to like why his approach to sports and basketball and being the greatest, Ja'Kai has a lot of that, you know, from a working out and, and attention to detail standpoint, it's just for him just staying focused and, and getting to the level that he wants to get to because he has all the tools. So, you know, I, I, I kind of got off topic, but yeah. speaking on that level of talent, you know, I think one of the, one of the reasons why they respected me As much as they did is because I didn't care if they left or not like this is the way it's going to be right and what a lot of these coaches don't understand is these kids want to be held accountable man they crave discipline they want they want structure they want um someone to to get at them and 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 show them the way because deep down behind all of the ego and, and and fake confidence they're still kids you know what I mean and and the the real confidence will come out of the work and out of the discipline and and knowing that okay this is the routine I need to take on in order for me to get to the level I want to get to it's not my routine it's a routine you you create for yourself right but I I am in a position to help you add structure Mark Edwards uh who's who's been instrumental in my development program um he and I have been working together for three years now and we haven't missed, you know what I mean? Like, we have 18 division one players in two years, right? The district has 21 draft picks in, in three years. Man. So, when we talk about development, that on the website, I don't really showcase, I don't, I don't <laughs> say I don't. yeah, <laughs> yeah I... No, I, that's good to
0: know, though, man. I like that that's that's on the record to show the impact that you're having yeah. at the highest levels, you for know, because sure. at the end of the day, that's what we're all doing this for, so. Um, thank you for sharing that nah, you know for sure. i know you know you you kind of like me man like if these kids is being helped we yeah. don't kind of care about all the clout and for all sure that it's stuff. not because it's no, not about us. It. it's not it's not about it it's not and I, uh thank you for for kind of setting the record straight you actually uh we're gonna have a new segment on this show and it's starting right here <laughs> with frank robinson we're gonna do this okay it's called fix the net okay this is what happens when you switch the ball a lot okay so Anything that you want to set the record straight on, you got to fix the net. You can have the rock. We're going to talk about it right here, okay? The fix the net segment. So anything that else you want to set the record straight about just in the basketball world in general or things that you've heard about yourself that people may, may be just wrong on?
1: Um, I think people people think that I'm unapproachable, right? And I don't – I maybe i don't know it's not but it's not intentional right i think that um i am very serious right but i'm not always serious right. you know I'm, I'm just like i'm very uh in tune with with what i want to accomplish for myself um and what i want to see uh from our basketball community right and i'm not saying like you know i'm the, the almighty of anything but You know i've experienced every level right and i've seen i've seen kids man not get to where they want to get to just because they didn't have guidance or you know they had a parent that thought that they understood something that they've never experienced um listening to the wrong people that that you know have their own intentions with their child right um and i'm not perfect Um, but i i I know a little bit about you know how to one build a player but also you're talking about since I retired man I've I've built five brands since 2018 right um you know now I'm on the fifth with DNA obviously DNA has been around since 2017 but I've been a part of it from behind the scenes since then and I'm now stepping out in front of it you know for the basketball to help it grow but you know the the perception i think that has been created uh with me is just you know i'm i'm a hard ass you know what i mean and sometimes you gotta i'll take that man i'll i'll be coach carter you know what i mean (laughs) like i'll 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 be the uh, morgan freeman from lean on me you know what i mean
0: um i i have to admit that's how i felt about when i first met you when you were a player mm -hmm. back in those 360 days it was like man he always got a scowl on his face like when he say what up he just like you know short now but you were locked in and then when we finally when you retired is when we you know really connected was at Sierra King and Mm -hmm. I remember at a Sierra King game can't remember if it was high school or middle school and you Mm -hmm. just had retired Mm -hmm. and man we chopped it up I don't know for almost the whole game yeah we just started chopping it up and um yeah, man. To for us to just kind of let our guards down, for man. Sure. That that uh, perception you, of someone else is uh, insecurity inside you, yourself, probably. So. You know,
1: you know what's crazy? Like I think because of what you and I have built, people like to te- uh, put us against each other. That is wild. You know what I mean? <laughs> like and, we have great. All <laughs> the <and> time. It's, <laughs> it's funny because you know I don't. I'm not in competition with anyone, and I I see everybody's lane as being their lane, right? And yeah, we both are in middle school space, but like we're two completely different like institutions, right? Um, we're two totally different programs. Um, I, I don't know, man, I, I just, it's just people. I, was,
0: I, I refer people to go to the district. When they have someone yeah. like, hey, I need extra training, yeah. hey, go to the district. You're gonna get good instruction, they're
1: legit. Yeah. You got yeah. a facility
0: on time every time. You got man, like, what? Yeah. Like it's, this is what it's about.
1: And that's just people, right? Like Frank they,
0: sent his own
1: relative to <laughs> Core. Right. Say, hey, my right. my cousin needs to know play. Core. Uh, Robert Wynn, who's yeah. at Arcadian now. Yep, yep, at Arcadian? Doing his, thing doing his thing. Too, so. yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's just the culture, man. Like, and because of the style, because of I, obviously I walk in, I'm walking, I'm solid 230 you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. six four like like the natural thing is like oh yeah he doesn't want to be bothered and it's like nah bro like if you got a question man just ask. I'm just I'm not just going to openly be <laughs> smile you know what I mean but right. but I, I am approachable um and and above anything else man I love these kids you yes. know um I love the kids they can play for me not play for me uh I'm here for them you know, and I, I really feel like that's my purpose in all of this. Um, it's just to be a uh, an asset and to add value to, to their lives and their careers and just be a resource for the families. 100%. Yep. All right, you
0: can fix the net. My God, <laughs> I go. love that new segment. <laughs> that was the fix the net segment. Um, dope. Um, man, I uh, just want to touch this on a, on this a little bit. Coaching your son, mm-hmm. what's that been like? What's that experience? I see him playing, man, playing high-level basketball yeah. as an eighth grader right yeah. now, man. What's that experience been like, coaching him?
1: It's uh, man. So so, it's funny. I just had this conversation, right? Like, he calls me coach, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and as much as I I get to watch him grow, I don't get to enjoy it, right? and it's because i'm coach right like imagine he's having a good game and we're in the heat of the battle i can't sit on the sideline like some parents Like, man, my son is hooping mm. you know i gotta stay locked in on the game and i think when he scored because he's been playing for dna prep high school and he scored his first basket um in the uh what was that tournament in the summer the I forgot what it was but it was the it was a Vegas tournament where all yeah. the colleges go to and I'm thinking to myself my 13 year old son is playing his 18 and 19 year old kids you know what I mean and and like he just you know did a pump fake got to the basket shot a floater and then the very next play did a pump fake side dribble three and started doing the little thing and I'm just sitting there like <laughs> after the game I, he sat next to me and I kind of looked at him I was like man you got your first basie you're not happy he's just sitting there like trying a straight face and i can see the smile (laughs) behind the face right but like he's had an interesting journey man where he's still skinny you know he turns 14 in february so like even in in today's basketball he's playing up you know even though he's true of age um so i watch him and he's always played against older kids Mm -hmm. right so um because of that his roles have been one of something somewhere where he didn't have the ball he had to play like a shooter's role come off screen stand in the corner play defense but he couldn't play against you know the oakland soldiers or stuff like that that were they were stronger more athletic um and now he's played high school he's second on our high school team in three-point makes as a 13 year old eighth grader right so we played in our first middle school tournament this weekend and he didn't make a lot of shots but I'm looking at his movements Yep. right I'm looking at his confidence he shot 24 free throws in three games right Mm -hmm. and what that means to me is he's evolving right I can't enjoy it and watch it as a dad but as a coach um I'm looking at you know my shooting guard turning into somebody that can handle the ball and make decisions right and then when I go home and I can go back and watch it in film I can kind of be a dad you know what I mean yeah. um, are you always gonna coach him no
0: okay so you want to yeah. enjoy that time yeah and, yes
1: like I think um, being a former player uh, and seeing high-level development right I have to be very very careful with who coaches my son yes. um, and it's not because I'm gonna be on their ass and then like that is just more if you know what it's supposed to look like and you go somewhere and it doesn't look like that, you're going to respond accordingly, right? Thanks. And that's as a kid, that's as a parent, that's just not that's not just me. Um, so my thing was, you know, get to a point to where he understands it himself mm-hmm. and then get out the way, right? And maybe next year he plays for me uh as a freshman um he's going to go to the dna most likely uh i don't think you know if you played at this level and you had success as an eighth grader i, I don't think you take that away right, right. um and as you
0: said it earlier facing that adversity yeah. is what's going to make him stronger
1: and that's and that's what i'm seeing now in the eighth grade games right like you, you're going against zz clark and that's and jalen canard <laughs> every day right <laughs> wow like you're not getting back you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. you go to a middle school game, it's like whatever who are these guys. Right. But um, you know, we he's already set goals for himself, um, for his freshman year. Um, and we're just working towards that, you know, so it's it's been cool, man. Like like everybody hasn't experienced it. Um, there's some coaches who didn't play at the level that I play at, um, that know the game very well very well and do a great job coaching their kid. Um but you also look at somebody who did like jay crow who played at a high level yeah and look at his son right right you look at uh next year nick wallace is probably going to coach his son at arcadia right Mm -hmm. um so that like there's a balance that you have to have um uh and i think a lot of people you know they will automatically assume daddy ball but if you ask anyone in our program like you the accountability that you have to be you have to like learn how to deal with adversity right and be accountable for your actions you don't get that by playing daddy ball right so I don't even care about scoring and you know winning all these games in aau be if especially if it means I'm jeopardizing his future you know what I mean like you want you want them to go through the struggle if if I wanted you know to see his his success I'll just hold him back and he'll play seventh grade <laughs> right you know what I mean like and then I'm doing whatever you know with everybody else not to knock it just I, he's not in that place yeah. right like he's in a place to where he's having some success and it's still a struggle right so like you can kind of keep just moving forward without doing slightly wrong.
0: outside that comfort zone yeah that's where the growth happens man yeah. so man, that's dope yeah. man um I'm taking notes, man. My my son's two and a
1: half. Yeah. So get him ready for, <laughs> for all that. Uh yeah. he's gonna
0: be playing up very soon. I'm about to bring him to the district man. and uh, play against your eighth graders. It is man, what it is. Man, my little, little uh little I have toddy. a four
1: year old <laughs> who swears he's on that team. I love it. Yeah, he's <laughs> he, he trains there. with him and it's it's crazy. I I don't even want him to play basketball until he's like ten, but smart. It's probably not gonna happen that's dope man. that's dope man
0: man thank you for sharing all that. There's so much more we could talk about yeah. um you got to come back on the show is what it is after I, I want to talk to you after you're done with the prep season okay and under you know getting into that and you know that just that next level stuff man sure. coaching philosophy and um I just I've seen your growth like mm. i have just watched you from afar man just seeing your growth as a coach as mm. well man I think you have so much to offer to people who don't know Mm because like you said you stay in your lane and you focus on yours so man thank you for sharing what you have I appreciate it um and so we're going to hop to the next segment uh my Rushmore Mm -hmm. all right so your top four the category is top four players in the valley since the year 2000 top four in the valley since 2000 Gilbert Arenas Let's get, when to Gilbert graduate? 99? Oh, Gilbert's out the loop. Gil is out the loop. So we can, we can go,
1: we can not go not like, in the no, no, Gilbert is the president. All right, cool. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Dr- Drew Holiday. Yep. Yeah. Let's go.
0: <laughs>
1: it's, this is four. Yep, no no particular order, just your four. Um, I gotta go with Tyler Honeycutt. I know that's, that's my dog. Um, it's, <laughs> this third spot, because there's only one spot left, because I'm going four for sure. Hey, love <laughs> it. I love Um it. Man, I said Drew Holiday already? You did. So you got, you got like. Drew, Tyler. Nick and Jordan gotta be one. I'm sorry. Who, who you got? <laughs> they gonna kill me, dude. <laughs> Cause I forgot Spencer too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there there are others. This a tough one. I I, I made it. <laughs> so you got Spencer, Dan, Woody. You got. Man, your mountain got eight people on it right now. We would do it. I'm I'm on there though, so I'm not. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go Drew. Who else got a ring? Uh Jordan. No. Jordan got a ring. Jordan got a ring. Drew Jordan. S- Spencer. Spencer. Are you so Tyler's off? Nah, heck nah. You, you gotta keep Spencer's <laughs> off. And you put and so Tyler, Tyler and, you and me. Love it. With, with honorable mention, <laughs> Nick, Spencer. Who else, who else? There's a
0: lot. I mean, so I go to this early note. Like, you got you got the Kihei Clarks, the Johnny Zangs mm-hmm. of the world. They mm-hmm. ain't in there yet, but they on their way. Yeah, now. they on their, way. They hey, on their hey. way. Hey, listen, man. Okay, I'm going to yeah, give you my four. Yeah. These are my four. Okay, so I definitely have Drew on there. Mm-hmm. I definitely have Jordan on there. Mm-hmm. Um... I never got to see you play in high school, mm-hmm. so respect to you. Nah, no, never doubt, got to see no you doubt. Play. I got to see them play, actually. <laughs> um, and then my other two, it, it is actually, for me, Key Hate man. I love Key Kihei, cold. Yeah,
1: I, I didn't put Kihei because he's still, they. that generation, yeah. they not there yet. Right. Right, that's the only reason why. Because you know, and I feel you, because yeah. you know you grew up with them, so you got yeah. to like and play against them, like, compete I, I, against them. So, so like the key A generation is like those still little bros. You know yes. what I mean. So it's kind of. And like, my
0: last one, everybody hates it, but I love it, man. My I don't care. I know he's only here for two years, man. Sky Clark. I don't care what nobody say.
1: That man's sophomore year, dog. So you doing the new school? I just did. The old I am school.
0: because that's, they're both like I'm in between that. I, yeah. I, we're the same age, but yeah, we're we're. I'm trying to. I'm saying it's my Rushmore. It's mine. Hey.
1: No, you good. You <laughs> yeah. good. You good. I, I'm not mad at yours, cause Sky. Sky may go down as one of the most talented guards. All around, defensively, yeah. offensively, athleticism, like point guards to come out of the valley, and um, even though he left us early. Sorry, he let, he let, you know. Yeah, no, it's yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He know his love. He know where he's from. <laughs> yep. And they still claim Cali. <laughs> all day. And now ZZ's back. So. And ZZ's back. They, you so right, back. So, full um, circle. So, the other thing is ZZ, man. Like, ZZ's special, you know. And the thing I love about ZZ the most is that he knows that he still has a lot to learn, right? And to be able uh to have that humility even with everything that he's accomplished so far um is 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 a gift yeah. you know what i mean so i can argue and not to start any beef in the house i can argue that it's may give sky a run for his money Woo!
0: you heard it here first on yeah. eyg <laughs> i wanted i, I like that fade, but yeah, no nah, all love up. to the clark family bed. That's yes, dope, sir. man. that's that man oh this is where we flip the script yep. you become the interviewer now two questions for me could be any, about anything in the
1: world basketball mm-hmm. business marriage kids whatever um what was the inspiration to starting corporate johnny Jose. okay <laughs> it
0: was uh no there's it's two parts um, believe it or not, a lot of people ask me this question, and um, I had a I was fasting one year, mm-hmm. and I'm one year. It was 21 days, and God gave me the blueprint for core, literally, mm-hmm. everything written down exactly mm-hmm. how it is. It was called Warriors. It was supposed to be a basketball club, though, mm-hmm. but, but Warriors were Heritage Christian's Warriors, but Heritage Christian was L.A. Baptist then at the time, yeah. And so yeah. I had nothing to do with it, but. Literally drew it all out, and then Johnny's dad came to me and said, "Hey, I want him to do um, training during the day, do homeschool." Mm -hmm. At the time, I was a trainer, put it together, and created the program. Uh, He told, he said he has other people. Mm -hmm. I actually just looked at the old, the first PowerPoint for core prep, Mm -hmm. and it's crazy, just like it's literally what we do now. You know, that was the framework, Um, and it was such on a small scale. We only had eight kids at Mm -hmm. the time, our first year, and. yeah Johnny's dad started telling people about it um uh, shout out Maxie I just saw him he was at the Harvard Westlake Heritage Christian game mm-hmm. and uh to take flight and so I told him man I'm like man you have no idea what your his support mm-hmm. like would at birth like look at core now and I'm sitting here giving them updates on the price like oh how many kids do you have now yeah got like 160 we have mm-hmm. two campuses mm-hmm. and he's like what I'm like yeah, Maxie, thank you. Right. Thank you for trusting me, man, with right. your kid, who you knew was gonna be a baller. Like Johnny was six five in eighth grade, right? With a strap. Like, thank you for entrusting me with right. him. And so
1: that's um, dope. That's, that's where it is, and that's when it took off. That's dope. Um. Second one, how uh, how do you balance um, the family, uh, work relationships, and and time and management? Yeah, so I
0: I don't train after three o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like this right now is the latest I go, and I had to I, I'm I have to buy my wife dinner tonight yeah, to mm-hmm. to even be past this time. Once um, when, my, when my daughter was young, because she was a baby and I could be home kind of during the day because my hours at core were whenever I wanted to be kind of, and so I could be with her. But now that we have two, yeah, um, and my daughter's in preschool, he's in school and all that, man, I'm done at, at three o'clock every mm-hmm. day. And I'm home. You know, they wake up from their naps at 3:30, mm-hmm. and man, I'm just I'm with them, and I'm I'm active, and yeah. you know, gymnastics, yeah. and all the other stuff we do. So I do all my training early in the morning, right? And do you know core during the day, and then I'm home. But I do want to coach again, yeah. So I've been talking to the wife about yeah. that, how to manage that. So man, yeah. I, uh, how do you do it? Because that's that's. <laughs>
1: so our, i talked about how when i retired right I, district wasn't the first thing we did um, i built a sports agency um called fsm fundamental sports management i was contracted to build the branding to basically build the whole thing right so it was a guy out in san antonio uh he he basically contracted me to build a sports agency right so I was flying back and forth from Texas showing them the blueprint um and that was a lot right because you're talking about Jaden was what 8 9 like uh uh Jackson was like 1 right so I'm yeah. in and out and pandemic happened and it kind of slowed all that down um that that sports agency by the end of the first year had five nba players mm-hmm. um and was was pretty recognized i hired a agent um, named colin Bryan who who was a part of negotiating rashad uh, lewis's hundred million dollar contract mm. um and then uh we had epx uh sports performance location out in woodland hills um and then the pandemic obviously jeopardized that and you know we moved and and uh transition into the district uh, and when that happened man my days were longer than because you're talking about man like now you're building you know the District Combine if you remember that was before the pandemic yeah right so you're talking about combining District Combine and you know what what, what me and Roy built as EPX and turning it into the district right bringing the basketball component to the sports performance world and, and once we connected the two, uh, strategically, I opened as a lot of the gyms were still closed. So the goal was, if we have amazing uh, uh, customer service and the aesthetic was dope, right, we would retain at least 60% of the clients that would leave just because facilities opened back up, mm. you know. Um, so my, my job was to to kind of manage all of that and, and build on the business. Um, uh, recently, uh, Roy and Horace left the business. You know, they moved on to do other things. And um, what Dad allowed me to do was bring my wife in. Wow. She's the boss now, right? And while she's working in the business, I'm working on it and building uh different opportunities for the future um but like the best thing i could have done was you know uh, you know kind of really talk to her about doing it she didn't want to do it at first and i think now we're basically working together um i go home we're together our kids are at dna like jaden's at dna so we're together there and uh man it's a family business you know so that that um has been super dope and it's been a blessing you know just to have somebody that understands business and how to manage and stuff like that so yeah man. Man. that's dope.
0: are you able to kind of separate the business from the marriage
1: yeah so um one of the questions you asked me about coaching my son uh, the the reason why i think it works is because we don't talk about basketball after practice or after games we get in the car it's over unless there's something like you know really detailed that we want to go over but um, same with work. Uh, we try not to talk about anything related to work. Mm. Um, you know, that it becomes tough because you, you're the owner-operators. Um, but my wife said in an interview one day that, you know, the district is her life. <laughs> so uh, it, it is really – it truly is a lifestyle, you know. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, the balance for us has been, you know, we're so – close as a family um we don't even realize that we're talking about district sometimes you know yeah it's not it's not a job for us you know so yeah um that's probably been the best part about it
0: that's dope there's a statistic that couples who work together as entrepreneurs in the same business mm-hmm. have like 60, 60% higher chance of a successful really? marriage. So keep doing that. Oh, nah. that's dope. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah, dope. no, exactly. People think it would be the opposite, yeah. but it's actually more because you have to communicate all the time. All the time. And that's, yeah. that's the key of marriage, bro. That's dope. That's yeah, dope. man. So, man, you got a 24-second shot clock. That's your camera right there, man. Let the people know where they can find you. You can either give them an update on what you're doing with your business yeah. and or just a word of encouragement, man. So
1: Nah, so uh, you can find us in Chatsworth. Yeah. Um, my name is Frank Robinson. Cali Frank Five on IG. Uh, the district is growing. Um, we we plan on having some new announcements uh, pretty soon on you know transitions and remodels that we're doing to the facility. So it's gonna be pretty dope. Dope, oh, man, man, appreciate you on this. my brother. Yes, yes sir. That's all we got for today,
0: folks. We'll see you next time. Peace.